Friends, hello and welcome to another of our bonus episodes. This time it's an extra chat with actors Tanya Reynolds and Keida Williams-Sterling, who you'll know as Lily and Jackson from the hit show Sex Education. Now, we had a good old chat that went here, there and everywhere. Within our conversation, we talked about taking the first steps towards a more plant-based diet, being more aware of the world around us and the power of using our voice to bring about positive change. Honestly, love this conversation. Really happy that we get to share more of it with you now. So I do hope you enjoy and I'll catch you at the end. You got notes, Tanya? Have I got what? Have you got notes? You've written down notes. Have you got like bullet points that you've written down do you no I don't that's why I'm asking you (laughs) (laughs) you're making me panic (laughs) Kida like that pulls up an encyclopedia well (laughs) (laughs) I hope you don't have notes no I don't (laughs) okay good do you know what we can probably start either because it's funny isn't it whenever we start talking around climate and environment and gosh them big two words climate change I feel there's always that thing of you feel like you should know more Mm. whereas kind of partly behind this podcast is saying like look this isn't for people who are really clued up and involved in the conversation it's for anyone and everyone and I feel the conversation is opening up more and has been over the last two years I don't know if if you feel the same Tanya yeah big time well I, I feel like definitely what you just said like absolutely not perfect and not I don't know everything and I think that's the case with a lot of people at the moment is everyone just seems to be trying I think that's the most important thing is that as long as you want to learn about how you can do better and how what you're doing is impacting the world that's great you don't have Mm -hmm. to be an expert in deforestation no not at all And, and I think it's more that conscious effort and just having I guess like the simplest of understandings of how the natural world works. Kira, would you say it's the same Mm, for you? mm. Yeah, I think we're living in an age now where there's a lot more conversation around just change in general. I think just when you look at people that are on the front foot when it comes to speaking out, when it comes to their age, their race, just what people seem to be having conversations about now are taken in a lot more, I think, than they were before. I don't know if that's because... (laughs) you know the current situation being we're in lockdown and so people have had less to distract themselves with but you know I just I do feel like there's a lot more conversation about consciousness like what you said and you know not everybody has to be a genius or a scientist but I think people are just taking care of themselves and just looking around themselves a bit more and just being like oh things do matter other than my nine to five or things do matter other than this routine that I've been in from when I was, you know, because they've had that chance to step back. And and off that then, and, and to you, Tanya, what is your relationship like with the natural world and where did it begin for you, Tanya? I think it's just always been there. It's just always in me. And then as you get older, particularly when you live in a city, I don't know, you just went through a phase where everything's very loud and you're just kind of cracking on with life and you're trying to get a career or you're trying to get your degree or whatever and you just... A kind of everything it's a very noisy and you know I didn't really pay attention and it's only since I've got older and in the last couple of years that I really realize how much I need <laughs> the outdoors and how much I need to the sea and the air and animals around me and how much better I feel being in nature as opposed to not 
And off what you said there around, you know, kind of we have work and we have the complexities of life that we have to deal with, particularly throw that then into an environment like London. It's tough to find that respite. Do you have any things that you will consciously go, right, like, you know, I'm going to do this or I need to go here to try and get that fix, so to speak? Have you collected any tips and tricks along the way? Yeah, well, I mean, at the moment, I'm very, very lucky because I've just moved near, I'm right by Hampstead Heath. So at the moment, every single day, I make sure I go take myself out for a walk for at least an hour around the heath without listening to anything, without earphones in. And I'm always grateful for it. And it always just literally my heart rate gets slower, like in a good way, not in a I'm dying way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And just listen, not just not enough to just be out there, just like listening to everything, listening to the birds and looking for the birds and just paying attention to the trees and everything around me. I just found, for me at the moment, it's been doing wonders for my for my brain. When's that? When's the swimming? Do you know when the swimming's back open there? Keen swimmer, Kida? Uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, leisurely and then obviously through the job a bit more so. Of course. Said. But yeah, are you? Uh, yeah, no, I do love swimming. I, mean, I, do, I don't go and do it enough. I think a bit of the freshwater swimming is always good. That ice cold lake. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think me and you were talking about a little while ago, more so you, you were saying that you like doing this um, earth walking. Yeah, is that a bit of earth. Kind of take you, yeah, yeah. Tanya would also say that could take your Hampstead Heath walk to the next level. What, what is it? Basically, it's I'll go out barefoot walking and it's a way of kind of grounding yourself and connecting yourself back to the earth. I would highly recommend Stunning, mate. It's like that feeling when you take your shoes off in a park and then you like put your toes in the grass. It's like sacred. If you think about when I think about when I was little, I never wore shoes like ever. Just you're always outside in the garden barefoot or whatever. And when you just start wearing shoes. And... It all goes downhill from there, which is <laughs> yeah. pretty true. It's actually. literally true. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but keyed off for yourself, your relationship with the natural world I found has grown tenfold because, I mean, you're now involved in WWF's Youth Ambassador Programme. I know we've also sat on some panels together, but where did your like relationship for the natural world begin? I feel like being... Well, the heritage that I am, there's always been, you know, whenever I go to the Caribbean, that feeling of just wildlife and just the terrain of that area just really connect to something for me. And I think the older you get, like what Tanya said, I think you kind of come to terms with how important that is on a level that I don't feel like people take into consideration how much it actually, how important it actually is so I think yeah when I when I got to a certain age I mean it, it started off with like the diet I think and so yeah it continued from that and then it just tumbled really and it's just kind of been a journey ever since what what about you Tanya how have you have you opted for it have you tried a plant-based diet how kind of have you found diet and for yourself and your own personal journey the journey that I'm on, I guess, with it is very, is all about um, doing things gradually. And it is, a, I found as well that it's like a case of not beating myself up about, like, I remember once when I'd like cut everything out, I think I'd cut chicken out by this point, And like, I went home and I saw my, my, my grandparents and um, my nonna had made me like, she'd made like something chickeny. And um, my my grandma, she doesn't she doesn't really understand like the concept of vegetarianism anyway. Um, but <laughs> she's like she's very old Italian. But she um, she'd made me something chicken, and I had that immediate thought of like, oh, I'm I don't eat chicken anymore. 
but she didn't really understand that. And then I was like, she's made it and it's here and it's on the table. Like, I'm going to eat it. And I didn't feel bad about that. And that was like, but now it's, it's just, it was just very gradual and slow. And by not beating myself up about something, because the more that you um, restrict yourself of something that you want, the more that you want it. So I didn't, I didn't tell myself at first that I couldn't have chicken if I want, if it was there in front, I wouldn't buy it or anything, but if it was there in front of me, if, if I wanted it, I wouldn't say no to myself because I thought that would be kind of detrimental it's just worked for me really well so now I'm just at a place where if there was chicken in front of me I just don't really want it and obviously I don't buy it I don't buy any meat it's just worked and my body's like yeah like I said I'm probably healthier than I've ever been what you said about the whole nan thing is so um interesting when you look at food and like just conversations around food and what food is and like sometimes it's not just but you know I think it's so easy to kind of just be plant-based on your own in your own house like just buying things from you know the little market and then you're like feasting with your family that you know are Italian or French or like you know Nigerian or Jamaican and all that cultural food is so kind of you know ingrained in this tradition of like meat or dairy or you know all these other things that, that aren't necessarily plant-based and so it's so interesting when you have the conversation with yourself and then I guess with your generation that isn't used to that way of thinking which kind of comes back to your point Kel about like what is it about now more so mm-hmm. than before because you know generation before weren't having these conversations now on this scale but it's it's, it's I think it's just an interesting it, it is it is and it's like I could similarly say the same for my granddad from the mm. west of Ireland, you know, and there's not a chance I could go around when he's made gammon and cabbage and veg and potatoes and say, funny story, granddad, <laughs> the whole meat thing is not, it would not compute, do you know what I mean? And I mm. guess, it, but for us, maybe now it's not as much as part of our identity. And ultimately, I guess we have more understanding, I guess now, for our grandparents, you know, and, and for the the way of life, so to speak, actually, it kind of did work quite intrinsically and probably was a bit more sustainable when my granddad was using the, the animals off his farm and his veg from that they were growing. For sure. Whereas now it's not as, that's kind of been lost, I think, that element of a little, a, a little Which bit. Which is weird because then the, the dichotomy of our detachment from the natural world has led to us having to not eat animals but yet when you know people like people were connected to natural where they were farming it was abundant and then now it's like oh we're having you know the repercussions of that something you said before tanya which for me is at the heart of this conversation it was about taking your learned lessons as individuals to then best equip yourself to go what is right by me and i think and I don't know if you found this, there's always that thing of going, you have to be full vegan, you know, and mm. X, Y, and Z. And I'm not, do you know what I mean? Mm. And listen, I've tried it, but I know how difficult it is. Yeah. And I know that there were certain mm. things that I just wasn't able to do at this moment. But the point, I guess, more being, and correct me if I'm wrong, telling you that saying is, if we can all just individually maybe think a little bit more, and that's what Steve Batchel yeah. said, when you make a decision, maybe just hold it up against your own personal beliefs. Is it, and you know, the, the the is it affordable? But also, what impact is it having not just on myself but elsewhere? And I think that's maybe what we've got to be focusing on more, rather than playing the blame game and saying you need to be doing this. I yeah, I think um, like playing the blame game is is not going to get you're not going to get anywhere by yeah you know, you've you've got to like 
educate yourself and educate each other without attacking each other. Yeah, that's exactly the way to I I my my one of my best friends works at the zoo, London Zoo. And um cool. She's she's wicked. She's super like environmentally conscious she's always like she's just she was I lived with her for like three years and she was a great person to live with because she was constantly educating me about things and she once said to me I was really stressed about like some literally recycling thing I was having a bit of a meltdown about something (laughs) Um, but she said to me I mean it was so gorgeous the way she said it and I can't really remember how exactly her wording but she said something along the lines of like a thousand people doing it doing it imperfectly but at least they're doing it like that's what we need rather than like one person doing it all perfectly and telling everyone else how to do it. And I think that that's right. Definitely. So good. That was the simply wonderful Tanya Reynolds and Kedar William Sterling. I keep saying it, but really did love our conversation with them. And I hope you did too. A massive thank you to them both for their time and for their words and for their honesty. Now, if you did enjoy it, please do subscribe to our podcast series. And if you could leave us a review, that would be amazing. It really does help us get the word out to more people and make a massive difference to the podcast series. So any help or words you can give would be very much appreciated. And don't forget, if you have any tips, ideas or tricks or advice that you've found or you've learned about trying to eat more sustainably or anything that's having a positive impact on the environment around you and as a whole, I would absolutely love to hear it. It's very simple. If you just send a message to callofthewild at www.org.uk or use the hashtag callofthewild, those are two ways in which you can join the conversation. Now our next episode is going to be looking at and focusing on fast fashion and how we can slow its impact on the natural world. Cannot wait for that and I hope you can't either. Call of the Wild is a fresh air production for WWF. Peace and love.